Welcome to the What's Next podcast. This podcast is to help current students have a better understanding of the career options available to them after they finish their studies, as well as being aware of the resources and support they have available to assist them in the journey from the start to the end and beyond their studies here at ICMP. So today, here on another episode, we're joined by a special guest and I'm going to get her to introduce herself. Okay, so hi, I'm Carolina. I did a Master's of Music at ICMP in performance, and I'm currently working as a client ticketing manager for Access Europe. I've also been still freelancing a bit in the music industry, just doing lots of different roles. Every time I feel like I have a chance between my full-time job, I will do that. And uh, yeah, that's me. Amazing. So we're going to yeah, just ask some questions to kind of um, understand a bit more about your journey, Carolina. So I guess the first thing I want to ask is, so what does your usual day-to-day look like in the role that you do? So my my team at Axis, we do festivals and outdoor events. In the first few months, I feel like it was just properly understanding my role and just doing a lot of training to understand how the software and the system that we use works. And also like starting to create some relationships with the people that I work with. Yeah, so I feel like I am now becoming a bit more confident in the role and sort of like understanding what my responsibilities are and um, just taking a bit more, I don't know, just not expecting for someone to tell me like, oh, you can do this or that and just like doing it um, without actually checking with anyone. But yeah, it's usually we are a team of three and we're like sub teams of lots of like client ticketing managers and uh, there's other teams that are focused more on venues and yeah we're basically in direct touch with the promoter which can be AG presents or other promoters and we are making sure that things work from a ticketing point of view so basically you as a consumer as a customer when you want to buy something you need to make sure that everything is clear and that uh, it matches what the promoter wants for the customer to see. Amazing. It sounds like there's a it sounds like a lot that you have to do in in your use in your usual day to day. So that's mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure that keeps you very much on your toes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes it does. I guess another question I'd want to ask is I guess in the role that you're doing, uh, was there any skills that you learned from your course in music masters in music performance that were able to be transferred into the role that you're doing now? I mean, because for me, it's like I work in the music industry, but I'm also trying to to be an artist. So it's a bit tricky because sometimes I feel like it's hard to do one, like especially the artistic side. Uh, it's very tough to do it if you're on a full time job because you're just like working from nine to six and then you're really tired. But I think the endurance that the masters sort of like gave me because I you know you're going to classes and then you still have to have loads of rehearsals to prepare for recitals and all of that um I feel like it still allows me to have a bit of energy at the end of the day because it's really hard to time creativity oh I'm just going to do this from I don't know 6 to 8 p.m but when you are rehearsing and you have that fixed slot you do have to make sure that it works and then at the same time I feel like working as a team not only as a team leader, but also as a team player. Because of my masters, when I was having, for example, ensemble studies, I we had to work as a team and we each had like 10 minutes, for example, for the final performance, 10 minutes to lead the group, but also the other 30 minutes we were being led. And then when we had performance studies, 
I, I was just basically being the team leader in my band and I was doing all the decisions and the other people that were playing with me, they sort of like had to not like do as I say, but it was my project. Uh, so they were just like making sure that my vision was uh, being uh, passed on. Uh, so I do feel like those skills eventually become super transferable uh, more than people might imagine because... Um, yeah, you when you are working with a team, and my team is small, but then we're inside other teams, as I was saying, you sort of like need to remember that um, in the end, we all need to like sort of like work well together and um, just respect and just also like hear each other and understand like struggles or like what's happening in everyone's lives to make sure that we are all enjoying our work and we're, we're not like just struggling and it's not just becoming a bit too much. And then, um, yeah, just be able to actually um, then, for example, now go on site, which we all know is going to be a super stressful period, understand that that's not going to be another layer that is going to add up to any issues that might arise. So that's probably helped me. I want to touch base on maintaining the creative side, I guess as an artist, as you were saying. How do you find managing your time when it comes to I guess working your your regular job as well as then trying to keep up the like creative side. Um, how how have you found balancing that time basically? Well, I think it's really it's really hard because you know I I decided to do my master's um, part-time because I wanted to start working in the music industry because I always enjoyed working in the business side of it. Um, I was already working a bit in Portugal, which is where I'm from, but at the same time, it, it was tough because I felt like I wasn't fully involved in the master's as some of my other colleagues were because they were doing things full-time, so I had half of the modules that they had. And then I was also like having... I'm not saying an adult kind of life, but there were times where I was, I think, almost doing like two part-time jobs plus masters. And then it's sort of like, it's very easy for you to take over your student life in a way because you have classes. I was working as a music therapist and as a ticketing assistant for London Stadium. So, you know, as a music therapist and music tutor, I had classes to prepare. I had reports to do. But then as a ticketing assistant, I, you know, sometimes I would be having like 12 hour days because we were, summer was coming and we had so much stuff to do. Uh, and then I had one class per week at ICMP. So sort of like that would end up not being forgotten, but because I wanted to, but sometimes if I didn't have any you know, sort of like tasks to prepare, I, I would sometimes arrive at uni and just be like, okay, I need to switch because I need to stop being like an employer and sort of like become a student. And then also having the energy, I would say, is 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 quite tough because I feel like it's just very easy for the whole week to go by and for me not to do any of my projects, not to, you know, like focus and work or any of my, you know, art. It's it's a very tough decision that you make when you are kind of like thinking, do I want to, for example, I was working as a freelancer as well before and I was just trying to see if I could, after I finished my master's, I could continue working as a freelancer, but I didn't feel like I had enough work. At the same time, I had to think like, I want to finish an EP and you also need money to be able to pay for these things. As much as I might try to do by myself, if I want to rent a studio or if I want to ask some musicians to come and play with me and I was working with a producer in Portugal 
it's just it's just tough because you maybe the the work I was having was covering my bills and covering my rent but then you know you also want to enjoy life and you also want to be able to go out with your friends and to I don't know pay for something that you might like at a shop and I feel like I came to a point where after maybe like three years working part-time and studying because before I did my master's I didn't like a higher diploma sort of like as a transition between my my bachelor's and my master's because I didn't have a bachelor's in music and uh, I was sort of like a bit tired of that life in the sense of I want to be able not not like I don't want to think about money but I want to be able to have the power to purchase some things not only for my music but also like stuff that I want I want to be able to go on holidays so I think it's a tough choice because Sometimes also at the end of the week, I just feel a bit frustrated because I didn't, even if I had this, the time, I didn't have the mentality or this, just the headspace to do stuff. But I feel like as, of course, my, my summer is getting super busy, but as I get more used to having a nine to six job, I think I will just eventually know, for example, oh, Saturday, I work for two hours and I've been trying to, but it's still... I feel like it takes a bit of time and you need to adapt to it because it's very different the life I'm having now to the life I was having six months ago. No, definitely. I think it's adjustment. I think that's probably the best word. For anyone who is trying to keep their creative side going while also working a full-time job, it's different. I guess once you, when you're at uni, a lot of your time is spent just nurturing the creative side and then now it's like okay, I have to now adjust to still nurture that but then also be able to support yourself and then also support the creative side, the financial side of it anyway. So yeah, I guess uh, an adjustment seems to be the best word. Okay, so I guess staying on that topic, two questions. The first one would be what do you do to stay creative? And then the second one, how do you switch off or switch from your work mindset to your everyday mindset or your creative mindset? How do you switch off from like, okay, work is done? Um, well, I think, for example, out of my EP, I only have one song left. And this all started from my master's. So I feel like it was, it was a good way of doing it because... 60% of the work for my AP was done whilst I was still a student. And then for my dissertation, I sort of like decided to start this project. And then some of the songs I really enjoyed and I was just thinking maybe I should turn this into an EP. But I feel like for this original, it's just taking me a bit of time. And sometimes it's, it's just because I kind of like postpone it. Oh, I'll just do it tomorrow because I just prefer to go home now and just rest or you know cook a nice dinner or something like that and then I sort of like realized that maybe 15 minutes would have been a bit better so recently for example the past two weeks what I started doing because I was I just started to put some targets and like some you know goals for myself so that sort of like put this deadline on my head which before I didn't have that because I was like, oh, now I'm going to start a full-time job. I'll see how it goes. But then, you know, friends are really helpful in that matter because you kind of like start to show a couple of friends and then they go like, okay, so when are you releasing it? When can I, when it, you know, like, when can I listen to it? So I also think that the fact that I work in the music industry and I start going to a lot more concerts, I sort of like feel, oh, I wish I was there. So before maybe because I was mostly doing stuff for myself, 
you kind of like, it's not like you live in this bubble, but you're doing stuff yourself. All of your friends are sort of like in the same situation as you are. So it's not like they're not motivating you to do more, but when you go on like a big stage and you just see like even the support act and you kind of go like, I think it's just, even if I'm not being creative, for example, on that day, the fact that I went to a concert sort of like motivated me to then maybe like come home and just try to do something because I felt like a bit of, oh, I want to be there. Yeah, I would say that sometimes even if it's just not completely switching off and just like having a songwriting session, it could just be, I don't know, you're cooking dinner and you're just like thinking of, of a song, you have like lyrics and you just start like humming some melodies or you just go over the lyrics you've written and you make one correction or you just rewrite one sentence and that will be something. So I also think that is not like being too hard on yourself because maybe it's no longer feasible for me to have two hour songwriting sessions during the week. Maybe not even on a Saturday because you then want to do other stuff because now weekends are super precious. But I feel like it's just having lots of different approaches to how to be creative and those know that those that work for you as well and then you know you get home and you try one and if that one isn't working you just try the other one because you know it depends on your mood it depends on how tired you are it depends on so many different things that I feel like having like a variety of um of different like ways to speech off and try to like open the flame of creativity in a way is is good uh, because if you just stick to one, if that doesn't work, then you just get frustrated and you just go like, okay, I'll just try again tomorrow. Just as a point of reflection then, the question I want to ask is, is there anything that you wish you had awareness of mm-hmm. when you finished your studies? I mean, I always talk about something that I'm, it's, it's not really related to what I've been saying because, I mean, I feel like I always had notion that it's going to be difficult to find a job in the music industry because we're kind of told that from the minute that we tell our parents or we tell people in general that we are going to pursue a career in music. But I feel like you need to be a hustler, especially in London. I feel like things are very different from Portugal because, you know, not only is like 10 times more people living here, I it's just understanding that maybe the approach you would have back home might be just very different from the one you need to have here. And inst- maybe if I was in Lisbon, I could be doing four applications a day. Or, and here I have to maybe do like 50 applications. A, you know, it's just very different. The proportion, it's, it's tough, but you are a lot more disposable in a big city. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I don't think I'm that special here and I think I'm a lot more special in Portugal. No, I feel like it's probably the same sense of like individuality. I just feel like there's so many people that you're just another one in that sense. And then another thing that I wish I knew a bit more, which is not really related to this, is financial literacy that I always try to tell people when they finish any studies in um, arts and, you know, I feel like everything that is not related to finance or economics, which is something that I wish more degrees would include as artists. I feel like it's very likely that you're going to be working as a freelancer, you're going to be doing temporary jobs or, you know, just being paid for a certain project. And most people, they, and I was like that, just, you know, we know nothing about joining a pension because when you go into full-time employment, usually you get all of that. But yeah, I just wish more people would have access to that, would have access to like negotiating, 
you know, tools, how to upsell yourself, how to also market yourself out there. Um, because it's really, I feel like it's very common for artists to be really bad at, uh, you know, telling our fees and you know how how much we charge per session or we always feel very bad i just think those sort of like skills that you can develop just i don't know by joining some workshops or even like if you have friends that did economics or just did any sort of like business degrees just ask for help yeah i just wish it was more uh, in you know present in arts degrees and uh, that's something that i would definitely wish i knew more when i finish my course amazing and i guess the last question is there anything that you would want to share as like advice for like current students or alumni like just learning from your experiences uh yes well i would say that job searching can be one of the most demanding in so many different levels uh excruciating and uh, time-consuming moments of your life and it's probably not going to happen just one time, you know, one time. But I would say that it is very important to understand the way you see rejection can influence your mood, how you keep fighting for your job. Because if no one replies to your e to applications or if you keep getting no's and you think, I'm not good enough then this sort of is going to start eating you up. But if you think, I was not the right person for that job, or they just too bad for them because they would be so lucky to have me. It's just a way that you see, you know, is looking at the half full uh, glass. Because that was a point when I was looking for a job that I was just like getting so frustrated that I couldn't find a job. And this was like, I started looking for jobs around August because I knew that I was going to stop for two months to finish my dissertation and that I was going to resume in October. It's, it's a lot of days applying for stuff not getting answers and uh, there was a point where I could no longer apply for a job I was like I'm done that's it I can no longer do this and um, I have professional development with someone I have um, like sessions with with her and she said for Christmas because I was going home for Christmas she said for Christmas I want you to do this and it's going to be hard but don't search for any jobs if they come to you that's fine but don't be actively searching for something so I think it's is understanding how you are, because this is very dynamic and there's days where you're going to feel like really, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to tackle all these job applications. But then there's other days where you feel like the worst person in the world and that you have no value. And why did you decide to take on this like career and you should have like just gone to like economics or something and just um, just listen to your parents, you know, all of this will come uh, to your mind. So I think it's always understanding that you are not the issue. And then also having lots of different approaches to your job searches. So I was, I am, I started helping some, some of my uh, friends at ICMP after I got this job. And the first thing that we do is always like looking at the CV, also like look at how they are applying for jobs. Um, is it through LinkedIn? Is it through like going to the company's website? Is it through like, I don't know, Facebook groups? If it's just one, then they need to try all of the methods. And if no method is working, then maybe there's something wrong with the CVO, maybe there's something wrong with their cover letter. So we just need to understand that there could just be so many things that might not be working and that might be the reason why you're not getting the job, not you as an individual. And then I would say diversify in the sense of like, you might have a job that you would love to do, but it might just not be the job that you're going to get right now. So understanding that 
transferable skills are going to be your best friend. More and more recruiters are going to start learning because there's still lots of recruiters there. Recruiters are sort of like understanding that, especially in the arts industry, that is very common for us to be able to do several types of roles and that we can take on so much from one role to another. And although I may not have worked as a promoter, I could potentially work as a promoter because I've developed so many skills as a ticketing manager. So it's also how you word those things, for example, how you sell yourself on your CV, make them see, if they're not seeing, make them see how those transferable skills um, can work for you. And yeah, I think... I, I would also like to put it out there, basically, that I now started mentoring for UEL. Uh, I'm doing that. You know, it's it's all free. I am just giving my time for free because I was already like working, just not working, but I sort of like started coaching some of my, my friends at ICMP for free as well, because it's just something that I really like to do. I like to give back. And ever since I stopped working as a music therapist, I sort of like feel that I need to keep doing that and just like helping other people in any way possible. So I, I'm more than happy for you to like reach out on LinkedIn if you, you just, you know, want to want to get in touch and we can just go and have a coffee. It doesn't need to be necessarily through the mentoring program because, you know, I've been to ICMP. Most of the people that are probably going to listen to this are ICMP graduates or like an alumni. And then if you want to do it in a bit more like official way, you can just like go to UEL and sign up for the mentoring project. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Kavalina, thank you so much for uh, coming on this episode and just really, yeah, pouring an insight into, I guess, your, your, your balance between your work and creative side. And I think even the advice that you gave, especially when it comes to <laughs> searching for jobs, I know that obviously it's important to do, but not at the cost of your like own like peace of mind and your sanity. That if you're like, oh no, I'm actually like not feeling at peace, but I have to find a job. So even when it's Christmas, even when it's my day off, job, 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 job. It, yeah, it's something that easily can become a, um, yeah, thief of uh, of peace and, and sanity. So yeah, thank you for sharing. I'm hoping as uh, students and alumni listen to this, they'll be able to take stuff you said and actually slit it like, just sinking. Thank you for having me. No problem. And uh, yeah, we will uh, see you all next time for the next episode of What's Next. We'll be back with another guest and to find out what's next. 